Hey, it's Leah. Before we start this episode, I just wanted to tell you about this other show called Stuff the British Stole. It's from CBC Podcast and Australia Radio National, and it's got all the story elements I love. It's got colonial theft. It's got museums denying that theft. It's got intrigue. It's got jokes by Australians. Join host Mark Fresnel as he picks one artifact and takes you on the wild, evocative, sometimes funny, and often tragic adventure of how it got to where it is today. Check it out on the same thing that you're listening to this on or on CBC Listen. This is a CBC Podcast. This is a Secret Life of Canada crash course. Just a little bit of history. So I want to dedicate this episode to a long-standing question I've had. Okay, that is? Why is there a patty day in Toronto? You know, the patties being the handheld pastry that we both love and used to uh-huh, meet yes. over coffee all the time. Yes, um, yes. They're filled with, if you don't know, like can be filled with vegetables or chicken or beef and spices. They're Jamaican and they're eaten all over the Caribbean and the world and they are amazing. They are amazing. So I know Toronto loves them. Um, there's a lot of patty places in Toronto. Um, so so what did you find out? Um, because I have to say, uh, here in Montreal, I've had a really hard time finding a good patty. So Sad. listeners, if you know where to find a good patty, let me know. Um, but in Toronto, are they celebrated for any other reason than Toronto has a huge Jamaican population? You know, is that why they're really popular? Well... Yes and no. It It is because they're popular and beloved, but it's also because of the 1985 dust-up between the federal government's meat inspection agency and the owner of a small patty shop called Patty Palace. Okay, this is not where I was expecting this to go, but um, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued. Okay, well, hop into the, my DeLorean and let's roll back to February 1985. <laughs> These are beef patties, or are they? We know they're a Jamaican delicacy, pastry filled with spicy beef. They taste good. The sign outside the store says Patty Palace. Obviously, there's no doubt these are beef patties. Wrong. The federal government says these are not beef patties at all. According to inspectors with the Ministry of Consumer and Corporate Affairs, Jamaican patties and beef patties are two different things. The law is a bit confusing, but basically it says that Jamaican patties cannot be called beef patties because the meat inside a Jamaican patty is surrounded with flour and pastry. And what happens if someone is caught making illegal patties? They could face a $5,000 fine. And that's not chopped liver. Okay, so please tell me that the government didn't try to outlaw patties because they thought people would... <laughs> so not a lot of faith in the people there, government, if you think people are going to mix up hamburgers with Jamaican patties. Yeah, well, they didn't have faith in people then because that's exactly what they tried to do. <laughs> it's sad, but true. I found this out by watching this like little short, brilliant documentary called Patty versus Patty, which we're going to link to in the credits. So I had to reach out to the filmmaker to learn more about this very bizarre piece of history. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Strikes, uh, filmmaker, and I am the co-producer and director of the film Patty vs. Patty. Chris explained that this all started when federal food inspectors were making the rounds through Kensington Market. 
Kensington Market is one of the oldest neighborhoods in Toronto, and it's known for its mix of residences and small independent shops and restaurants. Uh, it was established in the 1800s and pretty quickly became a center for new waves of immigrants. By the 70s and 80s, it became a hub for newly arrived people from the Caribbean, primarily Jamaicans. And they would set up shops alongside the other communities that were already there. That's right. And when a food inspector showed up at patty shops, they told the vendors that they were in violation of the law because they were using the word patty, like P-A-T-T-Y, which Canada defined as hamburger. Nothing else. No spices, no delicious pastry, no pepper sauce, no nothing. But in Jamaica, like patty is just like, you know, we just call it patty, you know. And so it just very quickly became this contentious issue because I think that food inspector didn't realize like how big of a thing this was going to get. And what helped it to blow up even more was just the the media coverage around it. And so once it hit the news outlets and the papers, community just blew up. Like the whole story just blew up. Community just blew up like, oh, kind of idioting is this, you, you know? Here's one of the many interviews Michael Davidson did at the time, and he was the manager of Patty Palace. This is from the CBC program Venture. Manager Michael Davidson. They said that we were confusing the public. We were misleading the consumer. We were the consumer was under the impression that a patty is the thing that goes into the middle of a hamburger. And what we're selling is not the thing that goes into the middle of a hamburger. What we're selling is an ethnic food called a patty. The words raisin bread were also a violation. They tell me that a raisin bread is supposed to have in 50% raisin to 100% flour. Now, where we come from, that would be a bun. But they have decided that we had better change the name and call it bread with raisin or either increase the raisin. So we've decided to call it bread with raisin and concede to Ottawa. Okay. <laughs> so they also took issue with the name Raisin Bread. I, I mean, honestly, at this point, you have to wonder if your government is necessarily focusing its attention on the most important things. Maybe there's other bigger fish to fry here. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So it's interesting how Michael says that they told him he was selling ethnic food because the distinction that the inspectors were making there is that there is Canadian food. Um, which for some reason meant a hamburger patty with no spices, and ethnic food, which is other and doesn't fit. Right. Yeah. The underlying sentiment is that patties were not like the, the pastry patties were not what mm-hmm. Canadians, you know, quote unquote, Canadians would eat. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily for Michael and the other patty shop owners, a lot of other stuff was happening that February in 1985. It just so happened that at the same time, or at a very similar time in that same month, uh, the new prime minister at the time, Brian Mulroney, was going to Jamaica for a completely unrelated matter. So that just added to the drama of the whole piece because the news had reached over to Jamaica that Canada was banning Patty and banning the name. So the fact that you have the prime minister who's going there at roughly the same time so, like, you know, that, that, that became a part of the talking points uh, within the media and within the political landscape. OK, so then Prime Minister Brian Mulroney is heading over to Jamaica and thinking, we got to solve this patty thing before Canada embarrasses itself. Yes, too late. 
because <laughs> ship yeah. had already sailed. But yes, not only that, there was also a provincial election going on in Ontario at this time. So candidates got in on it and got themselves on the news to talk about it. Here is David Peterson. Uh, he he became premier, but he was a candidate running for premier at this point. Some bureaucrat has gone wild up there and is trying to change the whole uh, cultural makeup of this uh, particular uh, culinary phenomenon uh, to conform with some regulation that doesn't make any sense. And Anyone would think there's an election in the wind. Meanwhile, patties are selling like hotcakes. Hotcakes. I wonder if I just broke another law. Jonathan Craven, CBC News, Toronto. You can tell, even even the reporter in that piece thinks that the whole thing is is maybe a bit much. So it feels like this was a thing that everyone kind of agreed on. It was the government getting in the way and messing up really simple stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like most of Toronto came out and said, like, we love patties, like from all walks of life. Like it was the same as it is now back then. You know, people were in support of just keeping the name. But, you know, underlying all of this, this needing to change it because of the Canadian law is the racism that Caribbean communities were facing. It's it's an example of how bias can seep into something so significant as the patty, because inspectors at the time saw it as something completely insignificant. I think sometimes when things are so ridiculous, like it, it creates further anger and further cause to come together. And and so I think that's what happened uh, with within the Jamaican community at the time, where that's sort of the underlying factors of what sparked it. But also to what sparked it from outside the Jamaican community is that in Kensington at the time was a lot of other different communities. Kensington was this um, the, 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 this hub where it's like you had a reflection of all these different cultures in an island of Toronto, the immigrants, Italian community, Portuguese, Jewish community, they realized, you know, if the government could come for the patty, they could come for our thing. Whatever our thing is, they could come for that. So the larger community of Kensington rallied around the Jamaican community and the patty store owners were able to organize a meeting with federal inspectors. So they had a meeting that got toted as the patty summit to come to a solution over this, where at that meeting, the inspectors presented, you know, ridiculous names like turnover or handheld pocket or these kind of things. And none of these names really identified with Jamaican people culturally. And none of these names really identified with what the food is. One of the uh, newspaper articles mentioned that one of the inspectors had just proposed potentially just calling it a Caribbean patty or a Jamaican patty. And the vendors were happy with that solution in that it didn't require for them to change the name of their marketing and and their packaging, which would have costed way too much money. So the patty store owners graciously compromised on calling the patty Jamaican patty. Yes, yes. And the following Saturday, February 23rd, there was a huge party. Chris told me that they sold patties and ginger beer for a dollar. What a deal. Wish I could uh, go back in time. I know, me too. Yeah, where is where is that DeLorean? <laughs> and on that day, Saturday, February 23rd, the day that Patty officially remained Patty, it was never forgotten. So in 2012, Aita Sadu, who's the creator of a, of a different book list, which is a, a Black-run and owned 
bookstore, uh, uh, Bathers and Bloor community. She, in wanting to commemorate that time and look back on that history, uh, started um, or, or championed February 23rd as Patty Day. And that is why every February 23rd, Torontonians spill into the streets to buy one of my favorite foods, the patty. That's right. And next time I go buy one, I will be buying some raisin bread, too, because (laughs) take that, federales. (laughs) You'll never take our patties and raisin bread. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.